hear this, any society, no matter its technology, its wealth, its political system, any society will fail if it is amoral. Today on Rooted Daily, we are talking about the five moral commands of the Ten Commandments and how they form the bedrock of any civil society, even today. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where we're rooting ourselves in the Bible so we can grow with God a little more every day. I'm Brandon Levy, and there are some commands, some ideas that are so fundamental to any philosophy or, or system of justice that they can almost be understood without saying. You know, basic building blocks of morality that in their rawest sense, every human being can agree to. They pull at the strings of what our heart just knows to be right. And perhaps that's all because God established them so clearly in the Decalogue. Five basic commandments that undergird our shared understanding of morality. Do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not bear false witness, and do not covet. Now, maybe some people could debate on the nuances of these, right? But these are generally things everybody can agree to. It is wrong to murder. It is wrong to cheat. It is wrong to steal. God has thoroughly woven that sense of right and wrong into our minds. And it just shows how far we've gone from him and how far we've twisted the mind he gave us when we start finding ways to justify breaking these commandments. Hey, how far have we gone from God when we can see murder on the TV and on the news and glorify it? How low has our conscience dipped when we make excuses for theft or even watch with popcorn as families fall apart because of adultery consumed by the drama? Innately, we should know those things are wrong, but we ignore that innate understanding far too often. So for the Israelites, even though these things should go without saying, God gives them five more commandments, the last five, and we'll call these the moral commands. They set up the nation of Israel as a holy nation. This is how God's people are to behave with each other. And he starts out with murder. You shall not murder. Simple enough, right? Murdering is irreversible. It's an act against people made in the image of God. God himself established capital punishment as a consequence of murder in the time of Noah to show humans just how valuable human life is. And we should not take that lightly. Even an unintentional killing would banish the one who did it to the city of refuge until the high priest of that city died. You know, murder is serious. It was serious under the law. It's serious today, as serious as it gets. And we know this isn't talking about all killing. At the very least, capital punishment is prescribed in the law, kind of justified killing. So again, at the very least, that isn't prohibited by this command. We also know uh, God led armies to conquer the promised land. They killed people along the way, so that wasn't considered murder. And there's nuance here that maybe we could question the morality of certain kinds of death and killing. But here in the Ten Commandments, this isn't really the place for nuance. This is a summary of the law of God, kind of a, a snapshot of God's morality on the face of it. The author of life cannot condone murder. Pretty plain and simple. And we know because of Jesus, this commandment goes so much deeper than just the external act, right? We're not murderers. The Pharisees took great pride in that. They went around telling people they're not murderers. They kept all the commands. 
And you hear that today, right? I'm a good person. I should get into heaven. After all, I haven't murdered anybody. Can't be that bad. But Jesus says this command is so much deeper than that, than the external. It goes into the heart. If I have hatred in my heart for others, if I curse them, that's the same in God's sight as if we actually killed them. The law was never supposed to only be a checklist. You know, don't murder, okay, I'm good. For the Israelites, this was a world view for them, that they would adopt it. And when the world saw them, they would see God, they would see his morality. The sixth commandment then isn't just about avoiding violence. This is about adopting God's mindset when it comes to life. And the same is true about the seventh commandment. You shall not commit adultery. Have you ever committed adultery? What about by God's standard? On its face, adultery is simple. It's just having sex with somebody who is married, having sex with someone who is not your spouse. And the world says, it's no big deal, right? Happens all the time. Just get a divorce, move on. God says, this is one of the five building blocks of morality. Do not commit adultery. It's not just a sin against your partner. It's a sin against God. The punishment, which is death under the law. And it's eternal death today. You know, adultery is serious. And if you're caught up in it today, fix it right now. Don't wait. But again, this commandment was always meant to be the foundation of a worldview that didn't just cover the external act of sex. It went right to the heart over and over. The, the New Testament talks about fleeing from sexual immorality, but not just the physical acts, flee from the heart problems that come from adultery, flee from lust, flee from porn, flee from flirting you know you shouldn't be involved with, flee from sexual immorality, whether it's the actual act of cheating on a spouse or fornication, or it's the adultery of the heart. And listen, I think there's some boogeyman sins out there that Christians can find it easy to condemn and preach on a whole lot. Sins we see on TV and it's easy to jump on the train and, and rail against them. And yet too often we stay silent here. Meanwhile, lust and porn and fornication and adultery itself are ripping Christian families apart. The seventh commandment is reiterated over and over in the New Testament. One of the most repeated commands there are for Christians, and we really need to start listening. Then God carves the eighth commandment into the tablets. You shall not steal. Again, pretty straightforward, right? Don't steal from others. And yet we close our eyes to the deeper implications, the heart implications of this. God isn't just talking about pickpockets here. The New Testament says even the passive act, of withholding our giving and service from others is stealing. We should not only just not steal, that's doing the bare minimum, God calls us to a higher standard. We are to be generous with the things he's given us. The ninth commandment, do not bear false witness. This command prohibits uh, untruthfulness of any kind, particularly in court. We'd call it perjury, false accusations, slander, false testimony, they're all included here. And it's almost a, a foreshadowing, right, of the false witnesses that stood against Jesus during his trial. And again, this isn't just about lying. God's people speak the truth. They're honest. And finally, the 10th commandment, do not covet. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his male servant or his female servant 
nor his ox, nor his donkey, nor anything that is your neighbor's. And this final commandment is a command against the desire and lust for possessions or people. Coveting shows we're not content with what God has given us. We desire something not in his will for us at that time. And it displays this basic lack of faith in God to provide for us. And people may think it doesn't hurt anybody. It's just in our heart. After all, it's a sin against God. And his commandment shows us God was always just as concerned about our hearts as the outward acts. Even in the law of Moses, a list of rules requiring outward observance, even then God was interested in what was going on inside of us. You can sin without ever doing a thing with your body. Sin springs from the heart. So don't covet. Do not desire what others have. Enjoy what you have. Stop comparing yourself with others. Stop being ungrateful for all that God has given you to have and enjoy in this life. So in the 10 commandments, we go from some bigger, more complex commandments. Now, some simpler ones, the five moral commandments, and they form kind of a, a bedrock for moral society. You show me any society that doesn't value one of these last five commandments, I guarantee you they are not long for this world. And today, these five commandments are given to us in the New Testament as well. Freedom and Christ doesn't mean and suddenly free to murder or steal or covet without consequence. That's absurd. If we want to be a part of God's holy nation, we need to act holy. These five commandments were part of how God would set his people apart. And still, this is how he sets us apart today. This would make them holy as he is holy. The freedom they received from Egypt would be exemplified in this. They would live differently. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal or bear false witness. And you shall not covet. And that'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily. I cannot wait to sit down and open up God's word with you next time. Thank you for watching this episode of Rooted Daily. We're praying that you're growing with us as we study the Bible and use God's word as our only foundation. If you appreciate this content, you want to make sure others see it, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app, hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Jesus, let's talk today. Just send me a text to 317-207-2734.